Uh, okay, hi everyone. Welcome to Fast Charge. Uh, to honor the special number of episode 27, we decided to go live for the first time <laughs> this week. Uh, you know, it's a big anniversary, the 27th episode, everyone knows that. Famous uh, milestone. More... <laughs> <laughs> uh, more importantly, this week has seen the launch of the Pixel 4a, which I feel like we've been talking about since this show started. And also then Samsung decided to outdo Google by announcing three phones, two tablets, a pair of headphones, and a watch. And I feel like I've somehow even missed something there, but I think that's it. Uh, so there's a lot to talk about. We're just going to focus on Pixel and then an extra long section talking about basically everything Galaxy, I think, is the plan. Uh, I am joined this week by Chris and Toddy, who you guys should know pretty well. They're, they're regulars on the show. Uh, you'll also notice we've got Lewis here. Uh, Lewis Hello. is going to be sort of taking on a bit of a producer role as we do live shows. And he will be sort of sitting there answering the chat and looping us in on what you guys are thinking as the live stuff rolls out. And to everyone listening to the audio version, I'm sorry, this is late. It will keep being late from now on. This is now a Friday podcast <laughs> because it's getting done on a Thursday and it's late in the afternoon and I'm not editing the audio version before work ends on Thursday. So audio versions on Friday, deal with it. Uh, okay, Pixel 4a. Um, so yeah, we, we th this phone has been delayed and delayed and delayed. <laughs> uh, there it is. Chris has it. If you're watching on the video, you can, you can see it dancing merrily in Chris's hands. Uh, Chris has reviewed it, so he's going to take point. Uh, but yeah, this was... When did the 3a come out? It was like May or mm. June last year. So that's when we were expecting the 4a. Yeah, like uh, I think it must have been at I.O. in May, if that was the same yeah, time last that, year. That feels right. So it's been delayed. I think it's probably safe to say coronavirus is the main cause of that delay. Um, yep. Um, equally, I Google's pretty much got that bit... answered from Google. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it is here. Uh, and also, just before we sort of get deep into this phone, Google actually also went ahead and announced the 4A 5G and the Pixel 5 are both going to come in uh, fall or autumn. So they have confirmed there are another two Pixel phones on the way this year. But uh, yeah, 4A, Chris, take it away. Yeah, uh, I, well, I absolutely love this phone. Uh, I, I really liked the 3A when that came out. I, I mean, to be honest, I've been a fan of Google's phone since like the Nexus uh, range. Um, and it's nice to see them doing these a versions because obviously the the flagship ones ended up being quite expensive and flagshipy and it sort of got away from the the really good value for money type devices that they were so good at um this year uh, it's, it's a tricky device because obviously we we write articles that go on the internet and the internet's global so we have readers from all uh, all over the place um so it's easy to forget that markets are different in different countries so it was quite a hard phone to score um because obviously we well maybe not obviously we have a much uh more competitive mid-range uh sector in the uk with you know oneplus and realme motorola so, you know so many uh like even the xiaomi phones um mm -hmm. under their various different brands um but in the us it's you know there isn't so much competition so um i scored it an eight out of ten um which is pretty good gave it our recommended award but in the us i'd say it's easily a nine out of ten if not 
if not the full five stars because it's just you know it, if you're wanting to spend 350 dollars on a really nice phone like this is it well that's the thing isn't it it's actually because of the way the exchange rates are it's it's cheaper in the us right 350 dollars versus 350 pounds yeah, yeah. for the uk mm-hmm. exactly. um, and like you said the market is very different so i mean to my eye the only phone competing with this in the us is the iphone se um yeah. my, my, I, I tweeted uh when well, i saw all the kind of like hubbub about it when all the reviews went live from all the us publications and everyone kind of who's excited about it being like this is the go-to you know mid-range android phone right now um and I was like, I think I tweeted something like, you know, just wait and see what happens if Realme entered yeah. into the US market, because it would absolutely kind of switch things up in a way that I don't think anyone would be ready for. Totally. And and, and not to, I don't want to dwell on the OnePlus Nord too much, although in a way it's kind of the obvious comparison point coming mm. out like around the same time. But I mean, OnePlus just handed Google this by not launching the Nord <laughs> in the US. Because imagine how different those Pixel 4a reviews would be if they were two weeks after reviews of a Nord that was shipping in the US. Whereas as it is, all the American Nord reviews were like, this is a great phone that if you're American, you can't buy. Um, which, you know, obviously makes it a totally different proposition. Yeah, uh, I think even even compared to the Nord and even the Realme phones, I still think there's a lot to like about this phone. Um, yeah. I think as tech journalists, we can get a bit like down the rabbit hole of specs and <laughs> and getting a bit over nerdy and forgetting that sometimes people just want a simple phone that looks and feels nice What's and the does the size? job well. So the screen size is 5.8, um, which is 0.2 inches bigger than the 3A. Um, but okay. the actual phone size is the same because they've gone full bezel-less. Um, first, pixel f- first pixel phone with a punch hole camera. Um, yeah. yeah, it fits. You know, it fits so well in my hand. Um, no motion sense, re- but we don't need that. Nope. Um, they have taken away the active edge sensors. You know, the ones you squeeze. Ah. Um, just, I presume, to save a bit of money because the three A was um, three nine nine when it first came out. So we're talking fifty pounds, fifty dollars cheaper than the three A. Um, despite this lovely new screen. Um, there's 50% more RAM, there's double the amount of storage. Um, so I'd say it's a lot of upgrades for less money. Um, mm. And you get, you know, three years of Android updates and you're going to get them before anyone else. Um, and it's just so, yeah. you know, I just, I'm just a big fan of stock Android. I just love how clean it is. You know, you know what you're getting basically. This is the space I feel like Nokia could have jumped into and they've had a lot of time to do so, HMD Global, and they just haven't. They've just dropped the ball time and Mm. again with the kind of offerings they're putting out. They're always just a little bit underpowered or a little bit busted in one way or another, even if they have the same, you know, software update promises, the same three years, same security patches, all of that stuff. Um, It's a shame because I feel like they really could have, have gained a lot of ground in that space because they'd be the only kind of like near stock Android rival to the, all the Chinese mid ranges that are coming in um, with their affordable offerings. And now the yeah. Pixel 4a is in that space. And as we mentioned, Motorola have been bossing this sort of thing for a long time. Again, near stock um, just with the, the Moto app, which adds a lot of value um, in my opinion. But this year 
there's just too many phones, too many confusing different models, and nobody knows what's mm. going on. Like even we can't get our heads around it, and we've been covering Motorola, you know, for years. In the mid-range space, do you want a Moto One, a Moto G, or a Moto G Eight? Member of the family, take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they've also, I think, one of the telling things I've spoken about this before when we're talking about budget and mid-range stuff is like all of the Motorola phones have gone down mm-hmm. that route of three or four lenses that often aren't that great. And I admit the Nord, which I love, does the same thing. There's one phenomenal lens, a wide angle that's pretty good, and then like two lenses that don't need to be there. Um, what I love about the 4A is it, it is Google sticking with that. There's just one lens, but it's a really good lens. Yeah, it, it, that's. I'd say that's kind of true through to the flagship space to a degree. Obviously, it's not quite yeah. as bad. I think the cheaper you go, the more those secondary lenses are a bit like more and more pointless. Um, but yeah, even at the flagship end, like sometimes you just wish that they had consistent image quality because sometimes you just mm-hmm. you don't want to use those secondary lenses. You paid all this money for them, so yeah. The, I like what Google's done and just been like, you know, no one's probably going to worry about having an ultra wider zoom if we really nail this main camera and it sounds like they have it's just a bit slower to process i think is what i've i've read in your review and stuff chris is that right yeah i mean that was that was true of the 3a um Mm. yeah it was like pixel core or visual core right yeah but i haven't noticed the same sort of slowdown on on this to be Mm -hmm. honest um and again it's it it sort of comes down to whether you want to play smartphone top trumps with your mates um because it's it's running on the Snapdragon 730G. Um, the screen is 60 hertz and, you know, doesn't go to 90 or 120 like some rivals do around this sort of price. Um, but if you don't care about those things like refresh rate and, mm. and uh, which process is actually inside, like I haven't had any performance issues whatsoever. So, like, who cares, really? Yeah. Some, pe- some people, but the people that <laughs> won't care or even know what Snapdragon means, then... Yeah. I mean, again, at this space, it's always just about compromises, right? It's about picking which features you care about the most. And I think what Google has done, which it may be no surprise to anyone, is they've leaned into the camera and they've leaned into the sort of simplicity of the software and, and the, the quality and that long-term support you're going to get. And so if you're someone who has that kind of budget to spend and really you're thinking camera's the thing I wish, I wish I could have a flagship camera um, without spending flagship money, and yeah, I, you would take the Pixel 4a over the Nord. It is a better camera than the Nord has. The Nord camera is good, but it, the Pixel's better. I'm I haven't used the Realme, but I'm, I'm confident the Pixel is going to be the Realme. Um, but if you're the sort of person who wants to future-proof yourself with 5G, it's obviously not going to fly. If you are nerdy about refresh rates, um, then the fact that you can get that 90 hertz or 120 hertz on other phones. But yeah, like you said, Chris, I don't think that's the mainstream buyer. But then the funny thing about that is Pixel buyers normally aren't the mainstream buyers. Pixel buyers are normally the tech nerds <laughs> who do care about those features and then won't want to buy this because it doesn't have them. Um, so I do kind of wonder who it's for, uh, or at least who will actually buy it. As we all know, like the Pixel sales numbers usually aren't anything to write home about. So I've been entrusted with a very important task. I have to help my mother-in-law pick a new phone. Mm-hmm. Now, I picked the last phone. I got on a Moto G5 
I think it was, which at the time was like the right budget and the right feature set for what she wanted. She's now got into Instagram. So hmm. uh, in my head, it is iPhone SE 2020 or I've been waiting for the Pixel 4a. And as it turns out, it is good. It isn't Garbo as I was worried it might be. Um, hmm. I'm I'm curious to get your guys' input on on which way I should go, considering you know this is probably a phone she will use for those three years of Android updates. So that's that's good in that respect, and I'm you know already confident that Apple will keep the SE twenty twenty up to date for two to three years as well. So if you if it was your money, where would you where would you put it? I mean, I think it depends on on I mean, how much she's willing to wait more than anything, because the Pixel four A is not out for a while yet, whereas you can get the SE true. now. I mean, it's, 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 I have the power to pull the trigger. So I'll, I'll just tell her when is a good time to get it. So let's assume, <laughs> let's fast forward to October. Both phones are on sale in the UK. Um, yeah. Which one in October? Uh, I would nice say enough. the 4A. If she's already on a Motorola on Android, mm. then no real need to switch to iOS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my thought as well. I think they're very similar, but if she's already on Android, stick with Android, right? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I was going to go iPhone because I thought that would that would that phone just as a piece of hardware and software would last her better. But yeah, you guys have convinced me. The review. I think it's, it's more the learning curve, isn't it? If you if you if you're used to Android yeah. for for sure. a few years and then you go to an iPhone, you're like, um, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's Control Center? Where is yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, yeah, thank you, guys. That That's my question done. I'll uh, I'll just chill in now for the rest of the show. <laughs> that's the only reason I, know, I, I came think, on today, just to find out the answer. I think you, oh, thanks, guys. See you you make a week, good bye. point. Uh, <laughs> I think when when I was talking to Dom about the score for this review, I was, mm. I was sort of saying, like, it, it is the perfect phone for my mother-in-law, who has, at the moment, she's, like, all the way on a Pixel 1. But if she if she was going to upgrade soon, like, it's, it's the most yeah. obvious upgrade for her. Like, she doesn't know what a refresh rate is or anything. She just wants it to be to work easy to use and just yep. and just do the job mm. and and like like we say about all these other cameras on other phones it's a bit of a false economy this is point yep. and shoot google does all the work amazing photos people would be saying oh how'd you take that photo so good so like, yep. well, the phone the phone did it for you the thing i'm impressed with actually and the photo side is from what i've seen the low light is as good as it is i thought it was still going to compromise on low light and mm. it doesn't look like it really has except for, again, speed of processing, but that's fine. Yeah, I think, you know, any any nightscape, any night mode thing's going to take a while. Like, I think sure. that's just a understood sort of camera thing these days. Like, it's not something that any phone can just do instantly. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel slow or, or anything. Oh, yeah, um, I'm. I like the 4A. I, I'm kind of jealous you got to review it. I think that it's the screen size that tempts me away from the from the Nord, which I've been enjoying a lot. But um, I know we we were sort of saying this before we went on the air. But uh, you know, if if the Nord was Pixel 4A or iPhone SE sized, I would I would love it even more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm I'm a sucker for Oxygen OS, the OnePlus software. I like that even more than the Pixel stuff. So that kind of keeps me there a little bit. But uh, there's a lot in the Pixel that would tempt me, I think. There's rumors of a new Nord device for the US market before the end of the year. Mm. If they made, and OnePlus is not the company who likes to make small screen phones, but imagine if they made a, yeah, like a 5.8 inch, 20 by yep. 9, uh, 60 hertz Nord, but with like a baller camera for under, 
I don't know, three hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Absolutely dominate. Basically, absolutely. take. I don't. I don't think the OnePlus X sold very well, but <laughs> no. like, take take that phone and just bring it up to twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. Yeah. But it is, it is so frustrating that it, it's Apple and Google still pushing phones at this kind of 5.8-inch screen size, mm. like below 6-inch, and, and just no one else. And it's so irritating. Like at all of the, the launches of uh, uh, Samsung we're about, about to get to, OnePlus, all the big Chinese brands, just no one is interested in, in doing that size phone anymore. And it seems to me like it's a huge part of the Android market that's just being left on the table because... It is the main comment whenever I have a new phone to show friends or whatever. And I got it with the Nord as well, where I had a friend and I was like, this is the new OnePlus. And he said, oh, it's quite big, isn't it? Like, it's All Android phones are big phones these days, and it's really annoying. Yeah, I sort uh, of right, understand okay, when cool. there's no bezels uh, and stuff, but they're still making them pixel huge. Chat. I think... Like, I can't reach the top. Like, I've got fairly big hands, and I still can't reach near the top of the screen or anything. <laughs> totally. Uh, I think I lost you guys for a second there. Fun internet joys. Yeah, uh, yes. Live recording. This is oh, great. Yes. Uh, no we regrets. do actually have a couple of questions. Um, oh, sweet. So okay. Hannah says, um, "How does it compare to the Pixel 3a?" Which is, uh, yeah. How, so, what are the key differences between the Pixel uh, 3a and the Pixel 4a? And also, we've got a couple of questions around um, just general pricing for the 4a as well. So I mean, well, it's one it. number more. <laughs> amazing uh, that's it <laughs> yeah. and so, so also we're going to say right now shout out to Adam who's given us a $20 uh, <laughs> gift for going live for the first time so yeah Woo. <laughs> cheeky Sh- shall so, I answer yeah. the question about 3A versus 4A yes Shoot, please yeah. Chris yeah so I mean so I think I mentioned earlier it's got it's got 50% more RAM and twice the storage. So that's that's really nice. Um could especially the storage cuz there's no micro SD card slot which Google's uh, never done on a Pixel. Um and I presume no unlimited Google Photos storage either. I think there Cause, might be cuz they killed that with the 4. Oh. oh okay. So I presume Um that. and yeah, it, so largely it's the the screen so going going to the full, the sort of full screen experience, if, if you like, call it that, with the with the lack of bezels, and the punch hole camera, um, which if you haven't used a phone with a punch hole before, you'll get used to it quite quick. And Google's put a load of wallpapers on the phone to make it sort of disappear. I assume there'll be loads of third party ones as well. Um, the Active Edge. Uh, sensors have gone from the side, so you can't can't squeeze the phone to activate Google Assistant. Um, I think those are the main things, really. Like design-wise, it still looks like a Pixel. Um, I mean, you've got the you've got the square camera module like the Pixel Four, so obviously that looks a little bit different. And there's no like the the glossy section f- from the top that's normally on Pixels is gone. Um, but this is this um, is still a polycarbonate casing like the 3A. Um, so yeah, there's no like nothing's changed in terms of it being glass and things like wireless charging. 
Um, One thing yeah. I, I haven't been able to tell from the renders and from the photos, uh, which you can probably look at in person, is is the fingerprint sensor molded into the back there of the polycarbonate, or is it is there a definite seam between the flat of the fingerprint sensor? Because something about that, if it's like molded in, that just seems really clean to me, and I really like that. If that is something they they've managed to pull off, I. If, if you can't see a seam, I presume they've done it. Or if it's so I mean, tiny that you can't naturally see it, then I think that's great because I think it looks is, really clean. There is sort of a line around the edge. Right. What, one thing that I did notice and other reviewers have noticed is that it's not quite as dimpled. Mm. So, I mean, it's, you probably can't see on my webcam, but like it, it basically isn't as dipped, it, like it isn't as concave as, mm. as the other pixels. So it's a little bit harder to find. Like it, it's a bit stealthy it's like it's sort of not there um it blends in a little bit too much into the back um <laughs> but i've i think i've just got used to where it is like muscle memory over yeah. time so it, it felt quite bad at first and it's got a bit easier but i'd still prefer it to be a little bit more dimpled so that you can find it by touch mm. uh, i think there was a question about pricing on the foray yes. as well chris so it's yeah, three hundred and forty nine pounds or three hundred and forty nine dollars, um, and just the one model, the six gig, uh, one hundred and twenty eight gig uh, model, and it only comes in this color at the moment, just black. Uh, so <laughs> never has never has calling it just black been more appropriate. Um, obviously, previous Pixel phones have come in a range of colors. Um, Google's got weird names for them, um, but. I think uh, basically all all the things about not being able to pre-order it in the UK until September 10th, not, it not coming out until October, the uh, the the only color being black is all due to uh, supply chain issues. So there may be more colors later in the year. We don't know uh, at the moment. Cool. And I think that's about it for the chat. All right, perfect. Uh, cool. Well, then, that is enough Pixel for now. Um, we know we have the 4A, 5G, and the 5 coming down the line, so I'm sure we'll be back chatting about Pixels sometime between now and whenever they come out. But we now have so many Samsung things we need to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Samsung announced five devices uh, yesterday, but that's only if you count the different variations of the same thing. If you want to count everything out separately, it's seven devices. So there's a lot to go around. I think we're going to prioritize a bit and focus on the phones. But maybe before we get to the phones, we can just sort of whiz through the watch, the tablet, and the beans uh, to make sure we've covered everything. Uh, okay, so yeah, the uh, the thing that surprised me the most was the headphones, the Galaxy Buds Live, which uh, look a bit like beans, as you've probably seen by now. Um, I was really ready to hate on them, but actually the specs they've described kind of sold me a little bit. Uh, I think having ANC works for me at that kind of price, and it's the first Samsung Buds to have ANC. And actually the Buds look better in the ear than they do on their own. They look awful just in the case or sitting on the palm of your hand. But actually the way they kind of nestle into the ear does look pretty good, I think. What about you guys? I'll let Alex go first because he's actually seen them. <laughs> um, yes, I I would say of all of the things I saw at because I was I was at the the kind of hands on session 
which I should probably caveat was very well handled re kind of face coverings and sanitization all that good stuff um i didn't put them in, in my ears because that was probably going over the line a little bit <laughs> but I, I i handled them i saw them i took some photos of them which you can see on the website um the main thing i thought is they probably were the cheapest looking product of everything that samsung showed mm. um and that's predominantly because uh i'm pretty sure it's all plastic the the outer face is like a shiny kind of chromed plastic yep. and then it's a kind of a matte finish on the inside of the buds um, the case looked nice, but it was, again, it was like a satin finished plastic. Um, so they're not the fanciest looking buds. I think I prefer the look of the Galaxy Buds and Buds Live, um, over them, uh, just from an aesthetic standpoint in terms of the design. I think it's cool. Um, I have reservations, which obviously we'll, we'll be able to test out once we have them for review, uh, about this open ANC concept. Cause like, you know, mm. I've got the, uh, Huawei FreeBuds three here which also have open design anc so they kind of have the kind of airpod airpod sole earpiece no rubber seal or anything um and i wonder whether the anc is actually going to do a huge amount versus having you know a silicon ear tipped headphone like airpods mm. pro with anc because i think that's where you really feel the benefit um so yeah they looked a little cheap they looked interesting i'm worried about anc that's kind of my main things that i got from the first kind of encounter with them I think I'm most impressed by the um, environment and noise cancellation for the microphones. Uh, well, I mean, if, mm. if the sample that they showed on stage is anything to go by, because obviously they compare that with another popular, you know, true wireless earbud, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure we can all work out uh, that that's the AirPods. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, they did sound better, even though you have got yeah. the stalk on the AirPods. And, and up until now, it's kind of been a rule that if you don't have the stalk on the wireless earbuds, the mic is going to be terrible. So I really want to see if it if it you know if it holds up in in real in the real world uh, to that point on the mics actually um one of the things which we might talk about more in the note section uh if you get one of the new notes one of the cool kind of cross device range collaborative features that they um are offering is if you are wearing a pair of buds live and you're filming in pro mode on the note um phones uh, you can actually use the, the the microphones in the headphones being used for noise cancellation to help iron out background noise in the video you're recording in real time <laughs> via Bluetooth, Ooh. which is a bit of a crazy somersault of steps and the kind of things going on in the background. If it works, that's pretty cool. And it's a good reason to kind of like, you know, nudge to users that maybe they should, if they bought the phone, they should consider the buds or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, this is um, what everybody's pushing now, isn't it? It's the ecosystem. It, the yeah. ecosystem is the big thing. Apple was the first one to provide the full ecosystem and everyone was like, yeah, that's that's actually pretty good. It's We're going to do that as well. <laughs> so now obviously we've got Huawei's uh, ecosystem between their laptops and their tablets and their phones. We've got Samsung. And obviously Samsung also works with Windows, which I'm sure we're probably going to talk about that in the next few minutes anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're going in the right direction if as long as you have all the same yeah. devices, you know, they're all Samsung's or they're all Huawei's or they're all iPhone's. That's the thing. Yeah, that is that is always the challenge with this sort of model. And uh, I think Samsung, it's nice to see Samsung are finally getting there because I think they've always had an ecosystem in the sense that they offered a range of products. But I don't think it's only in the last year or so that I feel like they've begun to get their head around making sure that those products all work nicely together in a way that, you know, is better than using a rival's product with your Samsung phone, which has always been the Apple sort of killer thing, right? It's the, mm -hmm. if you've got an iPhone, you should buy AirPods because they're just going to immediately work with your iPhone. 
and uh, you know, same with an iPad or a Mac or whatever. They they just sync up so nicely. Uh, Huawei's made huge bounds in that, and it's such a shame. Yeah. The Huawei Android stuff is so hard to recommend because their ecosystem side has actually been really, really strong for the past year or so. Yeah, I totally agree uh, with and that. And Samsung is catching up there. Um, like you said, I think that part of the interesting thing is they've leaned big into partnering with Microsoft, which was a big part of their focus on the Tab S7. Um, they've lots of stuff around DeX working wirelessly with sort of Samsung PCs, and it's going to be wireless with Windows PCs later in the year as well, like the other Windows PCs. Um, and they're obviously partnering with Microsoft around the Game Pass stff um, uh, sort of Project xCloud and Game Pass Ultimate and all that game streaming through the phones. Um, so it's interesting that they've managed to form, find that kind of common ground together, uh, I guess, as kind of two of Apple's big rivals in separate, separate spheres. Uh, but they are working nicely together, despite the fact that Samsung is still mostly using, you know, uh, Google stuff. And it is really only the PCs that obviously use anything Microsoft. Um, yeah, to that point on the ecosystem, I think they, they're... I mentioned it in, in the chat in the office the other day, the virtual office, if you will. Um, <laughs> the fact that uh, basically the, the note range right now is, is almost like the Windows phones that Microsoft never had. Um, yes, mm. obviously they're running Android, but the, the integration has gotten really good now. And I, I'm going to just kind of, can I pull us into the notes section of the Unpack discussion? Yeah, go for Is it. that allowed? We'll have to veer um, back to the watch. We can veer back to the watch. I, or, or just touch on this point anyway. Uh, yeah. Just that, you know, uh, the Samsung Notes app, the new version that's on the new Note devices, the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra, um, mm. it's got better integration with Microsoft services. So that means you can export from Notes straight to PowerPoint. You can also export to a PDF, which is nice and new, um, but also Samsung Notes sync with OneNote natively. So you don't have to do any kind of transfer or anything like that. They just kind of sync, which is really cool. And I think mm. even there's S Pen integration with OneNote in more interesting ways than what you might expect from just like buying a aftermarket stylus or whatever. So yeah, they're, they're working hard on that. Obviously the, the xCloud thing you mentioned is, yeah, they've optimized the phones. They didn't really go into detail at the launch or at the pre-brief about what that really means, but I presume it just means the phones are going to have this special app that means they've you can access xCloud <laughs> before other phones. I think that's all that really is, um, but yeah. it's still cool. Yeah, so that integration, I think, is really solid, and it is kind of probably what Microsoft always wish they could do, yeah. getting their services onto a phone that people want to buy. Yep. And it definitely makes sense around the notes that that's where Samsung would lean on it. Because like you said, that's that's where it feels most like a, a Windows device, like a productivity device, um, once you factor in the S Pen. Um, and actually, that will veer us to the tablets, because that's that's the same situation there, where the tablet devices are really where it makes the most sense to have that partnership with, with Windows, because that is where you might have a Windows laptop and then a Samsung tablet that goes with it and of course microsoft would also love you to buy like one of its surface tablets or something else with with windows with windows on it but you know it's nice that they see the ground that like you might want an android tablet that sits in that space but then let's have it work nicely with windows um and it makes sense here because really if you're buying an android tablet and you're in the west then samsung is the only game in town right yeah pretty much (laughs) I mean, I'm not. Does anyone else even make them? Huawei does, but you won't have Google. I mean, the MatePad looked like it was going to be such a good tablet. This is the (laughs) thing. I I, I reviewed the the MatePad Pro, and I've still got it here actually. And in terms of hardware, it's beautiful. 
you know, I can't fault it, but without Google Play, what can you really do with it? There's definitely no pro apps on there. I'll go as far as to say that, you know, in terms yeah. of a comparison to the iPad where you've got things like Photoshop and stuff like that, while we sadly can't hold a candle up to it, really. And yeah, that's really sad because they, yeah, the hardware is always amazing. <laughs> uh, so back to the tabs, what they are, I mean, I, I didn't follow the tab stuff too closely, I'll admit. What it didn't look to me like they're doing anything crazy. You've got the 120 hertz refresh rate, which is nice to see. And that's the first tab, I think, to have the high refresh rate. Uh, otherwise, it's really side. just, just, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I meant the, it's the Samsung one to, to offer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then otherwise, it's mostly just, yeah, better software integration. Obviously, there's the upgrade to sort of the new newer processors, better storage and stuff like that. But really, they haven't reinvented the wheel here otherwise. Um, I think the Tab S7 and the Tab S7 Plus are going to look pretty familiar to anyone who's looked at Galaxy Tabs before, unless there's something I've forgotten that's a killer feature I'm, I'm not thinking about. Not really a killer feature, but we haven't had a flagship level chip in a Galaxy Tab for a couple of generations because we had like the S5e and then we had the mm. S6. Oh, I guess we had the S6, the S6 Lite. Just um, the S7s just seem like a really good competitor. Like there's really nothing at the same level as the Tab S7 now in the Android space? No. Just period? Um, yeah, I think they're in a way slightly dull devices, but if that is what you're looking for, if you need a productivity tablet and you want it to be Android so that it will line up nicely with your phone, especially if that phone is a Samsung phone, I mean, yeah, these are going to be the ones to go for, right? Yeah. Hey, might it's be sort the of a bit dull, but it is, it's like... It's basically if you don't want an iPad Pro, it's, it's Samsung, isn't it? it yeah. Or, or it Surface. Is. Yeah. Forgot Maybe. about Surface, actually. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, then, then there's the watch. Let's do the last non-phone thing before we can get to the really good stuff. Uh, the Galaxy Watch 3, we never had a Galaxy Watch 2. We had a Galaxy Watch Active 2. Mm -hmm. um, Samsung's product naming and cycles are, are weird sometimes. Um, I guess the headline things for me on the watch from what I've seen is they're bumping the price up to really make it in line with the Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. And right at that top space of smartwatch pricing. Um, but they've bumped up the sort of fitness features to match that, and some of which surpass Apple, like... Uh, blood pressure monitoring, and SpO2 mm -hmm. monitoring that mm -hmm. you're not going to find on an Apple Watch. You basically got to look to someone like Withings who does, you know, health devices to get that really. Um, I, yeah, it looks very slick and, and premium and fancy. I think it is very expensive. Unless yeah, you're like it's, in it's very expensive. Uh, unless you're in dire need of like run analysis, which is, I don't think, one of the other new healthy features. Mm. Just looking at it, like I couldn't, tell you massively unless i had them side by side what was different in terms of design mm. already mm. functionality from the galaxy watch from what two years ago yeah i mean uh i think the main thing oh we've we've lost chris oh we lost and that chris. has now Bye. messed up our layout <laughs> somewhat <laughs> no, no. <laughs> chris come back we need you we need you to fix the stream it's like a house of cards <laughs> i know yeah i mean to be fair we could just keep it like this, this is a cool little look for dom if we could just pretend we're in the metaverse or something like that. Whoa. Oh, we're switching places. We got Chris back. We, we're back, we're but now everyone's around. moved around a little chairs. bit. We're good. We're fine. <laughs> we're good. Cool. 
I just I can't remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, at the uh, not Apple Watch, no, <laughs> the Galaxy Watch Three. So yeah, I mean the main physical differences are that it's thinner. Um, that is is really the big thing. Um, the big thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then they've kind of uh, cleaned up the bezel a little bit. It's a little bit cleaner this time around. And apparently there's it's made of premium material, but they didn't say what that premium material was. <laughs> so you I guess mean, it's good as mine. Back. It's a stainless steel body. There's supposedly a titanium one, but they didn't mention that to me. So that might be coming later. Yeah, I think, yeah, the titanium one is probably what they were referencing there. Mm. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I mean, I think I'm, it's very exciting. But, you know, the, the key features like the blood pressure monitoring and the oxygen level. So I, I think that's going to be, you know, on a, on a country by country basis as to where that's available. So it's not yeah. a universal selling point like the, I'm, I, I, to be fair, I don't know what the situation is with the ECG of the Apple Watch, but I you know it is available in a few countries at least yeah but yeah it's just one of those things that will take time samsung's got to apply, got to apply for the uh local authorities and yeah it's just one of those yeah, things always a complication with medical stuff um i think ragging on premium finishes feels like the perfect time to segue into the note 20 oh yeah um <laughs> i i don't want to like lean in too hard on this because totally you've actually seen them so I'll, I'll say this to people who don't know the regular Note 20 has a plastic back, despite being a thousand pounds, thousand dollars. Well, this is it. Can, uh, I, can I run this by you? Can I? So, if you didn't know the brand, right? If I said, right, here is a phone with yeah a full HD 60 hertz AMOLED display, IP68 water resistance, 45 watt fast charging, um, a probably perfectly respectable triple camera setup, um. Yeah. And, you know, a Snapdragon 865 or equivalent, so the chip that kind of was in flagship at mm. the start of 2020, the first half of 2020. And then I told you it was, you know, eight, eight, 900 to 1,000 at the latter half of 2020. Would you think that is a fair deal? Because I'm not sure. Comically not. <laughs> oh, and the plastic back, obviously. Yeah, it, it. I honestly would, you know, that that set of specs with no brand, I'd be like, yeah, that's a five six hundred pound phone yeah. max. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, what's what's fascinating to me is that I was looking at it and then trying to compare to the S twenty, and the funny thing is, it then actually means that regular Note twenty feels like a downgrade from the S twenty or the S twenty plus. It doesn't offer much that's better than them but it offers several things that are worse than the S20s. <laughs> it's not much of an which... upgrade of the Note 10 Lite from the start of this year. No, it's so weird. <laughs> um, can I can I ask, because you have seen them, mm. did it, you know, you, you've got the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra side by side. Can you tell one is plastic and one is gloss? Just by looking at them, no. Uh, the Mystic Bronze, which is like the, the, the flagship color for the Ultra line, um, the finish looks identical. Uh, I, I couldn't really tell. Uh, whether yep. you know and it was only by, by handling it you can feel like one has kind of like less flex and it might feel a bit cooler to the touch um with regards mm. to the glass back um so yeah it, it, it's a minor thing obviously if you're going to handle this phone every day you will notice the difference if you you know yep. if you ever get to then handle someone's net ultra yeah you, you can tell in a side by side it's not i don't think it's a deal breaker i just think the price just outright is just too high um, but the phone itself does look good. Uh, I'd say the camera yeah. surround is actually where the biggest difference in kind of design quality stood out to me. Uh, despite it being, you know, as thick as a sandwich, the camera bump on the Note 20 <laughs> Ultra looks premium and, and resilient and, and nice, whereas the, the surround, 
the way they styled it, I think, is really more, more what it is than anything else. It looks a little bit mm. cheaper. I'm not sure why. Just like, I think it's that same chromed plastic uh, effect that you get on the buds. Even if it isn't plastic, I, I don't remember. Um, it might be glass, but yeah, it just doesn't look quite as premium. Right. I'd just like to say while we're on it, because I was not a fan of the S20 Ultra by any means, mm. um, and especially design. And I was a bit worried about the Note 20 Ultra. Uh, actually, the Note 20 Ultra looks a lot better. And the way they found, I know it's got fewer lenses, so that's part of it. But, you know, the way they've handled that camera bump and the whole rear design is such a huge step up on what they were doing six months ago. It looks like a beast. It looks like a powerful phone because of that, yeah. that hard edge camera surround. And, like, you can see, like, the periscope mirror bit in the bottom. It looks really cool in that regard. Mm. I also like, and we're going to get onto this, the design similarities between the Ultra and the Fold. Z Fold 2. Yes. Yeah. Um, they feel of a piece. Well. So it makes sense that they're announced that together. Aesthetic um, across both, I think, is quite smart. Yeah. Uh, we also, while we're, you know, other downsides of this, I think we have to, as Europeans, moan that we are getting an Exynos 990 <laughs> and the US is getting the upgrade to the 865 Plus up from oh, the 865. It was already better. Once before. The, the 865 yeah. was already better than the 990. And now there's exactly. more there was of a disparity. already a performance gap. The and same, now it's if not wider. more expensive. I know, it's like the same. Uh, so Samsung needs to figure that out. Yeah. I, I don't want to moan about Exynos every time I look at a Samsung phone, but seriously, <laughs> it's just a mess. Is it a legal thing? Is it like some sort of legal thing? They've got an agreement with Qualcomm that they have to put their chip in in the US. I don't, I don't understand why we have this disparity. There must be something like that. I'm sure they're not doing it purely out of out of choice. There's Spite some sort of for the European yeah, market. Just... <laughs> <laughs> because I think it, I might be wrong. I thought it was just the US that gets the Snapdragon. Because I think even yeah. I think Korea gets the Exynos as well. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's. I think it's more that for some reason they can't ship Exynos in the US or something yeah. like that. Would be what it would be. Maybe it infringes a patent or something. Um, I don't know. I've mm. never actually looked into why we're in this Maybe. situation. I just moan about it every chance I get. But other than that, I think the notes... <laughs> Can I have a moan about something? Oh, yeah, moan away. <laughs> have a moan. <laughs> well, I reviewed the Galaxy Note 10, um, and I absolutely loved it because it was the first Note, like, in a long time, well, possibly ever, that was actually compact um, because... It was only five, uh, sorry, only six point three inches screen, and obviously, like by that point, the bezels and everything were so small. It was actually lightweight, like only one hundred and sixty-eight grams. It was seven point nine mil thick. It was just, it was nice to have a small note, basically. And mm. now they've gone back up to six point seven, and like the actual size of the phone is a lot bigger. It's thicker. It's heavier. And it's just a shame that there isn't a. Uh, a compact one again yeah also for aesthetics they've gone with a curved display on the ultra i think really that should have been a flat screen i know it's harder to style it and make it look as space aging but at the same time it's actually a better writing surface just having those curved edges and trying oh, to yeah, do stuff very good point just, actually yeah yeah i was actually i had the note 8 that i have from years back with me whilst i was watching the stream and i was kind of just kind of reminding myself about the feel of it using an S Pen and kind of the, the implementation of it. And it has those curved edges as well. And trying to draw like a bounding box, I was trying to get like the edge of an app to like mm. cut up something on the screen. It's really hard on a curved display. So actually I think they made the wrong choice there. I think they should have gone for a curved display on the cheaper phone or just kept both flat. Um, I think power users might actually 
find that quite frustrating once they actually come to use the device, once it hits the market. Yeah, totally. The the curvature and the stylus don't seem like a match made in heaven. Though mm-hmm. so I actually have I have to admit, I don't think I've ever used a note phone. I think I've accidentally dodged them every ever. year. Yeah. Ever. I'm trying oh, to think. Wow. I've never reviewed one. I, I really don't like think them. I've never I, owned one. I like them. I had the Note 4, I think. Yeah, I had the was. Note 4. Note 4 was good. Is that the one with phone. the leather back? I'm pretty sure. Uh, they they did an, a fake leather back with stitching, but all in plastic on the Note Three, and then they kind of refined oh, it for the Note Four. Yeah, uh, and the Note I Four also had that weird heart rate scanner on the back. Yeah, no, I had the three. Mine wasn't. Mine didn't have no heart rate scanner. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an OG when it comes to the Note. That <laughs> stitch line. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> that was <a> bad time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just let's just forget about that altogether. You know, I, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm not a fan of the the vegan leather look on some of the premium phones now. Um, so yeah, let's just let's just leave that. <laughs> Speaking about forgetting about notes, in the middle of the presentation, you might have spotted yeah. this. I was very excited by this. Uh, they they kind of recap the note series, and they just complete. There's a, a kind of a lineup of all the previous note devices, and as it's scrolling through, I was like, hang on a sec. They've just completely cut out the Note Seven. Just pretended that all of the things <laughs> that went off with that never happened. It's like they won't remember. No one knows. It'd be fine. Um, that's that's the sometime. exploding one, right? <laughs> That, that is the exploding yes. yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. one you cannot have. It's it's so bad <laughs> that they didn't want to even acknowledge, it. acknowledge its existence. <laughs> we didn't do yeah. that. I think you're thinking of somebody else. You, you must be thinking <laughs> yeah, of yeah. one of our competitors. No, no, no. Nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, when you think about it, it's a testament to Samsung that they had a phone that literally got pulled from sale because it exploded everywhere it went. That would and kill they have companies. come back from that. That would, yeah. that and would they kill are still, other brands. Yeah, exactly. You know, they I know they they just sort of Huawei pipped them to number one phone brand just the other mm-hmm. week, but they are, you know, they're still in the top three consistently. They persevere uh, despite, yeah, an exploding phone. I I just don't understand. That's the same thing with the fold they, from last year. You know, when the fold the fold first came out, and then within a couple of days they all broke. And you know, they mm. could have just gone, okay, we're just going to leave that. But they were like, no, we're going to fix this, and we're going to do it. Yeah. And they, they've come up with with the second gen one now as well. So. They're obviously rolling through it. They're pushing through it. And they're like, we don't care if we get it wrong the first time. We're going to keep doing it until we get it right. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess let's, let's turn to the Fold then. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, the, the Z Fold 2, my, you know, immediate gripe is what a silly name. Why has it got the Z? <laughs> um, the Z Flip shouldn't have been the Z Flip. What? They could have just been the Fold and the Flip. Yeah. And instead, they've got this sort of Z branding to unite their foldables, but you, they've already got the folding name that unites them. So I still don't I, I like don't, as well. And they I don't, don't fold like in the shape of a Z. Yeah. No. I, no. I still don't like Samsung cutting out the spaces between the words and numbers as well. So like fold oh, yeah. two with no space and note mm-hmm. twenty with no space. That really bugs me. Yeah, it, it looks right when it's a lettered one, like the S twenty, but it looks quite weird when it's a word like yeah. note or fold. Yeah. Um, I also, this is a journalist gripe, but writing Galaxy Z is really difficult when you're in a rush. <laughs> um, I always write Galaxy. The Z yes. works its way yeah. into Galaxy. I can't stop it. And that's the main reason they shouldn't have done it. That's the main reason they should change the naming of their flagship devices. Uh, it, uh, my wife walked in whilst I had the stream on and she thought I was watching a Hoover advert because they spent so long talking about brushes because of yeah. their new hinge mechanism. Uh, yeah, so the, the Z Fold 2 or Z Fold 2, uh, it is very similar to last year's Fold in terms of the core concept. But, I mean, the big thing is they've just revamped the design. You know, the internals actually haven't changed that much. 
Um, and they've been very quiet on the exact specs. It's been pretty thoroughly leaked, so I think we have a good idea, but they haven't really announced officially what's inside the thing for the most part. Uh, though we know it's an 865 Plus, I think that's about it. But the big thing is the design has changed mostly the screens. So now that outside screen that was so ugly last year. Oh, actually looks um, good. <laughs> so awful. Now it's a full screen display with a punch hole camera. So when it's closed, it kind of almost looks like a normal phone, just a fat one. Um, and then when it opens up, again, that weird little corner notch that just sat up there and didn't look quite right, that's also gone to be replaced by a single punch hole camera. Um, the w little sort of annoyance is that they've put that, I'm sure there's good reason for it, but they've put it in the middle of the right-hand side of the display, so it's kind of three quarters along, um, which looks just a bit weird. I don't know if that's just me. Would you have liked yeah. it more towards the corner? Yeah, they obviously can't do it in the middle. I'm aware, you know, there's a crease there. I assume <laughs> it's very difficult to put a camera lens on the bit that folds. So I will accept that I can't have it in the middle. But the corner would make more sense, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. I Slightly. assume there's something behind it. There's, there's just not the space to put yeah. the camera in that bit Look, physically. It is, uh, considering the, the, the last fold did have a corner-mounted camera. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, yeah, right. So, yeah. Mm. It's a bit and most galaxies have corner mounted whole punch cameras yeah well, except for the, the notes and the s20s yeah some, yeah so yeah, yeah. so I don't, I, I don't know if it is that aesthetic thing you were saying tell you about pairing it with the note because from the back mm. the fold when closed looks a lot like a note 20 ultra yeah you know they've gone very strongly for the same design language and i wonder if it is an intentional thing to make it central pinhole to again make it look a lot like a note when uh, you in other respects when you open it up i imagine the front cameras actually line up so the exterior front camera, when you open it, is the is the other is the other front camera on the inside fold. Right, yeah. That's actually at the same kind of geographical point on the display, if that makes sense, maybe. Mm. So like that's where your brain knows where to look, is that kind of area. I don't know. It's weird. Right, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe I'm maybe, looking yeah, I... for reasons where there are not. <laughs> it's not a big thing. It's one of those little minor <laughs> no. graphs. Overall mm. though, I mean this design is such a huge step up. Oh uh, yes. It looks beautiful, and it now finally looks like a match for Huawei's Mate, Mate XS or Mate Tennis, whatever mm -hmm. it's called. Um, XS, not ten. It is the XS. Yeah. I had that panic as I was saying it. Um, yeah, it looks it looks like it can match that, which was always the thing last last year. It was that slightly embarrassing thing where Samsung unveiled the fold, and then Huawei said, uh, "Yeah, no, we can we can do better than that." <laughs> we have done better than that. <laughs> um, Obviously, we've already said software issues mean Samsung's was sort of the more compelling option for, for most people in the West. But now it feels like you're not making the hardware compromise either. Mm. No. Yeah, the, the original fold felt like a rushed design. Yeah. Um, this this almost feels like the device they should have launched originally. Yeah, totally. And, and, and you know, obviously with that in mind, we have to mention the durability side of things. Um, the first fold broke a lot. They... <laughs> did fix oh, it and sort of when it went back on sale i don't think there were widespread reports of issues so i think they did you know we we, we one of our freelancers reviewed the fold for us but none of us have spent any sort of long time using an original fold uh i reused the z flip for a week or two and i mean it didn't break in that week or two so uh that's something <laughs> that's always nice it isn't it? at least two weeks it's maybe a week and a half i don't know how long i had it for sure yeah. um but I think, you know, that they have for the most part solved that. I still think they're going to feel the the burn of that a little bit. There's going to be that skepticism. But as we've already said, they came back from that with a, with a Note 7. 
Um, and, you know, the, the fold never exploded. <laughs> so it's, a, it's the so marketing it's a, power of Samsung. Yeah, at least it doesn't explode. Yeah. Like, they can put that on the box. If Samsung want to quote that for, for some marketing. Like, have, we, have we had rumored pricing yet on what the Z Fold 2 is going to cost? Uh, uh, yeah, basically the same as the first one. So it's like just under 2000 right? Yeah, so I think in the US... The first one was 1980, 1980. Mm. The most compelling rumor we've seen is this one is going to be 1990, so a $10 oh. hike. And to um, put that um, into context, uh, Huawei's one without Android, uh, with, sorry, without Google Play, should I say, mm. is £2,300. So yeah. it actually offers quite a good value for money, really, when you're looking at it like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's a shame because I the, the Z Flip, 1300 still expensive obviously i was gonna say this yeah that made me hope the fold 2 was going to drop down a bit maybe to 1800 yeah um even 1700 so maybe that would be pushing it i appreciate they've made a lot of upgrades this year and that means it's harder to keep doing it at that price but i i'm interested in the strategy they're not in any way trying to um cut on the price there to get this into more people's hands i think you know sticking at the two grand line just makes me wonder if that's it they're just always going to be two grand devices mm. and they did kind of mention that they were ultra premium tech during the announcement for the, the z fold 2 anyway so i was like okay so yeah they're always going to position this as the high end yeah. as the ultimate yeah which is annoying really because I, mean, <laughs> I want you, one you don't want to come <laughs> down you don't want to come down too close to the notes and you know the s20 ultras and stuff like that yeah i suppose that is the, the other thing i was going to say now they've got the ultras the the note the notes are priced too high for what they offer yeah i mean sure. both of them like not just the not just the the cheaper one like they are both too expensive so really i feel like yeah and i had the same feeling as you i was hoping with the z flip pricing that we were going to start to see a drop in foldable costs. And also mm. part of the premium of the original fold, I put down to having 5G on there as well. Yep. Um, yeah. Or the, 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 the re-release fold, I should say, um, which is not as... I know it's still very new tech, but it's not as kind of like groundbreaking one year You can get it on mid-range phones now. You can get a £250 so, yeah. pound phone with 5G exactly. now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like uh, I would have been... I'd say I would have been hopeful for like a £1,700 fold. I think, I think that would have been about... a more approachable price point for what's on offer, but maybe they'll surprise us. Oh, maybe. there's talk. There's talk of a cheaper fold. <laughs> yeah, but it I sounds think like I... a part spin device. Yeah, that was the the line was that there would be a fold light that was just reusing old original folds um, mm. and re reselling them. I do think there's <laughs> going to be scope for that to basically spin out a cheaper model that's the same premium hardware in terms of the folding and everything mm -hmm. but maybe it's not 120 hertz on the display maybe it's not the top 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 of the line snapdragon processor mm -hmm. you know maybe they drop the camera specs down a little bit and sell that at 15 1600 um a, a fold light basically although i yeah. highly doubt they'd brand it as a light but no. um yeah because i think uh, I, I think the same i think a lot of people will love the aesthetic of a foldable phone without being tech nerds who care about it having high refresh rates and mm -hmm. lightning fast mm -hmm. processors and stuff like that i think there's a space there for this and the, the z flip was is kind of hitting that a bit but i think there's a space for the kind of the fashion forward foldable that's not about specs it's about design and you can bring the price down to hit that 
it's just too early for that yet. We're, I yeah. think you know next year at the earliest. Yeah. I'd, I'd still rather have the flip at the moment, regardless of price. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it also just reinforces our our general tech advisor mantra of don't buy first gen products, yeah. especially when they're folding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to your point, actually, Chris, I think you might have just cracked the whole re, like, renaming thing. Maybe they're going to release a phone called the Galaxy Z Fold. That is, this part's been light because they don't want to call it the light. Oh no, so they, they can't. They can't time travel the names. Do the see, Z Fold I mean, after the Z Fold They're already doing too. some pretty crazy stuff with the names, <laughs> so I'm not going to put it past them. I reckon it might happen. I reckon that we might see a Galaxy Z Fold because that doesn't exist yet, and it's a parts bin phone that's not as good as the Z Fold Two. No, I refuse. <laughs> I won't allow. That it. would be mad. But <laughs> stranger oh, things yeah. have happened. Yeah. Uh, so we've got right. a question from the chat. Uh, it's about the Note 20 range. Uh, so it's from Hammond, and he's basically asking, is there much difference between the different versions of the Note 20? Yes and no. Um, mainly it you'd is... You'd hope so. What's that? Considering the pri- you'd hope so, considering the price <laughs> difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, it has a feature set. They're not actually massively different. It's just lots of little tweaks. Uh, the Note 20 Ultra has a slightly bigger battery. Um, I believe they both charge at the same speed. Both have IP68. Obviously, you get um, Gorilla Glass 5 on the front and plastic on the back on the Note 20. You get Gorilla Glass 7, which I think is the first phone that's going to hit the market with this uh, on the front and back on the Note 20 Ultra. Um, different camera setup. You get the 108 megapixel camera that we saw on the S20 Ultra, this time with a 50 times space zoom, a more realistic space zoom than the 100 times from the Ultra. And that's on the, um, the Note 20 Ultra as well. Uh, and you have a 64 meg high-res camera on the regular Note 20. Um, also, Samsung was really bigging up this new laser autofocus array on the Ultra's camera setup. I'm not really sure why, because we've had laser autofocus in phones for years. I yeah. guess they're just talking about the fact that <laughs> with that big sensor, as Dom, you found with reviewing well, the S20 Ultra, that big sensor so has some issues, right? Yeah, I think that's probably just damage control. They just want to <laughs> yeah. talk up the idea that they've, they're better at focusing now. Yeah. Because the Ultra's <laughs> focus was just awful. <laughs> yeah, you got um, Full HD 60 on the Note 20. You got WQHD Plus, um, Dynamic AMOLED 2X, which is terrible branding for the display, <laughs> uh, which is 120 hertz, but you can only have, just like with the S20s, you can either have 120 hertz or WQHD Plus. You can't have both, which is annoying. Yeah, which is hoping, still bad. I really yeah. thought they'd have sorted that by now. Um, yeah. What does 2x mean? It sounds like it's zoomed in. I don't know. It doesn't know. mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at all, Chris. Don't listen to it. Don't <laughs> let it have trouble your pretty little it. head. <laughs> have to view everything at 200%. Um, yeah. one, one boring question that I just realized I don't know. Is the Ultra bigger? Yeah, yeah. It's 6.9 inches uh, display versus 6.7. Um, okay, so, so not a lot bigger, but it is a bit. Yeah, it's, it's technically not... It's not a direct scale up though, because the aspect ratios are different. Oh. It's I think it's twenty by nine on the Note Twenty and nineteen point three by nine on the Note Twenty Ultra. So <laughs> it's technically a slightly squatter scale up uh, on the Ultra. Um, no one's going to be able to use though. either We're of these We're only talking a few millimeters. No. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess the headline yeah. differences are camera spec is very different. Yeah, camera so spec. You're getting a- much at the very least much higher megapixel camera with the ultra whether it's better or not i don't know because for my money the s20 camera was better than the s20 ultra camera i mean this one has a proper telephoto zoom optical zoom this time i guess as well i should say right um different camera specs a little bit bigger yeah glass back yeah uh, 120 hertz yeah better display just all around and yeah high resolution and 120 hertz though you've got to pick between them 
uh, yeah, I think that's the main changes. Although internally, you know, process of RAM storage, I think I'm guessing you get some slightly higher storage options in the Ultra or something. But yeah, it's, they're, they're uh, the there's just stuff. one SKU for the Note 20, which I quite like. Just they kept it simple. So it's eight gigabytes of RAM, and I think it's uh, two, five, six gigs of storage. Mm. And then I think on the uh, Ultra, it is 12 gigs of RAM, and then either 256 or 512 and micro SD expandability. Oh, nice. So weirdly, the regular Note 20 isn't micro SD expandable, but the Ultra that is. That is odd. Yeah. And one one final thing, actually, there's a difference, is if you would rather save the money, depending on your market, there is a 4G version of the regular one. Yeah. Whereas the Ultra is 5G only. Not every market is getting the 4G one. Yeah. It's mostly going to be the markets with bad 5G coverage, I suspect. Um, but if you are somewhere where there is a 4G version available and you would prefer to have that and save $100, like that's yeah. there if you go for the smaller one. Yeah. Ooh, and S Pen latency. Okay. That's one other thing. Oh, yeah. 40% better than the Note 10 on the Note 20, but down to 9 milliseconds on the Note 20 Ultra, which is actually the same as the Apple Pencil and iOS 13, I think it is. Uh, um, yes. The Apple Pencil 2. So it's now the only other, I think, stylus, aside from obviously specialist equipment from yep. like Wacom or whatever, um, that can do 9 milliseconds latency. So it's super, super smooth and, and responsive to, which is good when you have 120 hertz yep. with a 240 hertz re um, response rate, touch response rate. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the um the regular still has wireless charging, right? Even though the back is plastic. I'm pretty sure they both have right? wireless yeah. charging and power share and all of that that stuff that we've seen from yeah. the previous yeah, yeah note stuff. So that's not gone anywhere. Um I think they both support forty five watt but both come with twenty five watt chargers in box. Yep. Uh, that Which might be an ultra hate. only feature, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. I think, unless there are any other questions, I think that's probably us because we've gone for an hour making this comfortably the longest fast charge yet. <laughs> it's Samsung's fault. We... It is Samsung's <laughs> How fault. dare they? Not so many I'm going to blame everything on Samsung. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you to everyone who's been watching along live and uh, to anyone watching later or listening to the podcast. Uh, I hope the live element wasn't too aggravating. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to be live next week or not because we need to figure out some technical stuff this was a trial run and then there's just questions about like lewis is on holiday next week so it's a pain um, blame lewis if it's not live next week is essentially <laughs> what i'm saying but i think the hope is that from the week after next onwards we will be all live all the time and, and that will be the model going forwards Ooh, uh, yes yeah so uh jump in the comments and let us know what you think and yeah hit like and subscribe and all that stuff and yeah thank you to everyone and thank you toddy chris and lewis Cheers. Cool. Thank you very much. Cool. See you later on, guys. Bye, Rob. See you.